I've missed you. Oh my gosh, I've missed you too. I feel like I haven't talked to you in one million years. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I mean I'm gonna look older when you see me next time. <laughs> I'll be like, it's you're getting so, so tall. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Episode two eighty seven. Oh. Welcome everyone. Sarah and I talked before the show for a minute, and we were saying how we're like in bad moods, so we're just gonna like pretend to be happy, and then by the end, maybe we will be. Yeah, because that's how it goes. You know, there was that study that was done, um, you know, with all the facial expressions, and I think it was whether. Um, you know, emotions were universal and they were studying like smiles and things like that. And whether the smiles yeah. on your face or like making a smile can improve your mood. So they did like tests of like test people's mood before, you know, of course, like a pre-test and then a post-test. And all they had them do was hold a pencil in their teeth. Yeah. And if you hold a pencil in your teeth, it forces the edges of your uh, uh, mouth to go up in yeah. the smile and people reported being happier afterwards so maybe i just need to like bite a pencil for a bit you know what that really is bonkers and isn't that freaking weird yes and it makes me mad because like you know how when men tell us to smile oh my god <laughs> i didn't even put that together ew <laughs> like they're you know like it's totally not okay and gendered and gross but yeah maybe they're not wrong in their <laughs> maybe they're onto something <laughs> yeah. like, you can use a little uh yeah you know, a little joy biofeedback <laughs> is that what they call it well that's like when you watch your your heart rate and those kind of things and you're able to like identify what's going on in your body and feelings based on you know right what's happening in your body yeah so like a lot of a lot of um you know men oh and women have a hard time accessing certain emotions or even feeling like they're stressed or anxious or whatever and uh so therapists will put a like biofeedback you know like even just a oh, heart rate wow. monitor on both clients and sometimes you'll see in arguments like the man will look really calm but his heart rate is through the roof and the woman will be like really emotional and talking and like look really intense but her heart rate is super low and and calm that is crazy isn't it yeah mm -hmm. and it kind of gives people insight of like she's not freaking out she's fine but you actually are freaking out and you need to get in touch with these feelings and this emotion because this is your body sending you a signal that something's happening right like when men tell you to calm down and you're like oh. that is the last thing that will get me to calm down and you're like i am calm <laughs> i'm fine I'm fine. You know, it's funny that this leads me to an article that I pulled up. I was just reading uh, something in psychology today, which, you know, take it or leave it. It's kind of like one of those pop psychology things, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was all about temper tantrums that kids throw. So we've seen like kids throwing temper tantrums a whole bunch and like, you know, holidays, that's like what they do in all the stores and everything. And, you know, they're saying that when the environment that we're in is really hyper stimulating, when there's a whole bunch of like stuff going on and noises and all like that kind of stuff that we're, we have less control of our behaviors at times when our own emotionality is like really high. Hmm. So when we're in a place where, you know, there's a lot of noise and you're like a kid who's used to not too much stimulation, but you're at a, at a restaurant or you're at a store and there's a lot of noises and there's a lot of distractions and something external increases your level of stress. There's like a trigger, an external trigger. Like, for example, you know, you'll see two little boys playing and it's like a really loud room. And then all of a sudden one boy who knows how to share will grab the toy from the other one and not on normal, like in normal situations, this kid knows how to share. He'd be fine. But because he's in a really stimulating environment with a lot of noises and, you know, maybe his parents are kind of far away and he's, like, feeling really stressed, he forgets all these behaviors that he knows, like, the right thing to do. That gets, like, tossed out the window. And you just act on, like, this primal, like, ah, I want that toy. Mm. And then it causes your friend to burst into tears. And then that makes you more stressed. And then, you know, it, like, creates this, like, snowball effect where one thing, you just being emotionally drained will lead to this like a uh, uh, chain reaction and we see it with parents when they get more stressed out and then the kid becomes even more enraged and i mean i felt like that i'm like oh my god i can apply this even though it's talking about kids and temper tantrums i can apply this to times where i felt like oh my god i'm having a panic attack or, yeah 
you know, or when like stuff is going on with my family and I feel like I'm so raw and then I get in a fight with my husband. It like all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that couldn't relate to that concept. Like when we're at our worst, we usually can see external factors that are at play. (laughs) Yeah. And And I just, I can't help, of course, but think about the challenge. Oh my God. That is a really good point. Yeah. Because talk well, about being out of... everybody does Yes. That. Like, in addition to the... Sti- like, being uh, told to do things, basically. Like, being encouraged to be ba- yes. that way. It's also like you're out of control. It's bright. It's like Vegas. There's They don't turn the lights oh out. All that stuff. Well, all of that play... Oh, my gosh. With the light... I didn't even think about all that. Yeah. You really have to look at all that. And it, even just being monitored. Yeah for 24 hours a day, like, oh, that does something to you. Right. Knowing that you're being watched and knowing that you're, you know. It's the exact environment that would trigger a tantrum, which yes. is what they want. <laughs> and it's what they all get. What ends up, I mean, I've thrown one on there. We all have. Absolutely. And where you just see yourself and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I could go to that place or react <laughs> right. like that. Right. I didn't even know I had it in me. And right. I tell people like all the time that, that you've never, when you've never been pushed to an emotional edge, people are always surprised by how they react, but that's because we've never been in that emotional place before. Yeah. And the only thing that you can do is, is learn from, you know, whatever you did wrong or maybe the things you did right and, and do those next time. But if it's the first time you've experienced something yeah, like that, yeah. it's like a, the first time you break up with somebody or the first time you, whatever it is, it's, if it's a first, you just got to like pretty much say, who knows what'll happen in my emotional reaction. And yeah. hopefully I'll learn from this. And you have no yeah. context for the best behaviors oh, and correct reactions and stuff like that. Yes. That is really yep. insightful. And yeah. why I know that psychology today is like, lighter than like scholarly yeah. articles, but why do people care? Like well, that, that annoys me that people would only want the dense stuff. Oh yeah, I know. It's, I think, uh, I think that, you know, it is kind of like, it reminds me of something like a, like cereal box reading, you know, I don't know why that <laughs> pops in my head, like where it's like fun and you can read it, but I just think it's so good when scholarship can be accessible. Yeah, I do too. You know, I just remember talking about like an article I read in Psychology Today when I was in a classroom once, and they were like, mm, "Well, that's like a pop psychology, you know." Yeah, we don't. You can't. They basically told me that I can't cite it as a source. Oh, really? But you can cite like, can't, the things they cite. Yes. So that's yes, a helpful absolutely. tool to find studies. Yes, I think totally. And then you can like, that's what you have to do is you have to do like the deep dive and you have to click on all the links and you have to look yeah. at their, you know, their research and go deeper, you know, cause this, the author who wrote this one, you know, he's, there's a lot of links in this where you can look at, says like research into panic attacks says that, you know, it's similar for with the temper tantrum things. And then it has like the link you can click and then you could probably read yeah. that whole study yeah, and all that stuff. And I more. like that when it kind of gives you the option of the deep dive, if you're into it. Well, I remember when you were at my house last week, you wanted to do a deep dive mm-hmm. into the Fabletics website because you were so obsessed with my pants. Oh, oh my God. I love them. <laughs> I am obsessed with those. I mean, in all fairness, I'm obsessed with my clothes from Fabletics too. <laughs> I got the really beautiful leggings that have the laser cut side with the pattern. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love them. They look so beautiful and they feel mwah. Fabulous. Yeah, they re- they feel fabletics. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, yeah, that we she was over my house and like no matter what I would ask her, she kept answering with my leggings. Like I was like, <laughs> Sarah, are you hungry? You want me to get you a snack? What are you in the mood for? And she goes, Those pants. they have so many great items though like i got lots of different things that i what i love is that they can go from day to night and they're so comfortable and affordable and we've actually been wearing fabletics for years now and Mm -hmm. you can sign up you take a 60 second pop quiz style pop quiz to get personalized outfit recommendations they have thousands of styles and you can check out as a guest or you can become a VIP. And the VIP 
perks. You get 50% off regular prices, free shipping, and additional perks, which is really cool. And right now, our audience can get two leggings for only 24 bucks. Oh, my god! Which is a $99 value by using our special link. And it the I just want people to go to the website, have a look at these clothes, and see how high quality they are, but how affordable they are. It's so awesome. Um, and let's see. Let me give you the code so you guys have it. It's fabletics.com slash brain candy. That's fabletics.com slash brain candy. And that's where you'll get those two pair of leggings that Sarah's obsessed with for $24. And it's a $99 value when you're, uh, going on there and signing up to be a VIP. Um, and I'm gonna- I feel like it's even more than a $99 value because those pants, each pair feels like the kind that I would nor- like you'd normally spend $99 on. Well, right. Because the, there are some really high end places that are so overpriced. And this is such a great option because it's the same quality, but affordable and great for like you know, working out in activewear, but also just around the house. I keep posting like selfies, like the mirror selfies in these uh, outfits because I'm like, dang, these are adorable and I can wear them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they have well, high-waisted power hold. Oh, yeah. Hello. I love those. That's what I have. Only the high-waisted power hold. <laughs> mm, I got them in leopard. I feel super fierce. <laughs> Did you get leopard? Yes, Why purple are you leopard. Why showing me these? Oh my God, I should. I mean, they're... What am I doing? I'm wearing them like every day, so... Yeah, you need to get more into the selfie situation. I want some mirror selfies. Didn't you get a ring light for Christmas? I sure did. I'm going to have to use that. Like... I'm getting my hair done tomorrow, so then, you know, Okay, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll see. Then once the roots will be done, <laughs> then uh, then it'll be like All right. picture, picture central. Sarah, I have to talk yes. about this story. I'm sure you heard about it. I cannot deal with how upsetting it is. What? What? Tell me. The woman that was in a vegetative state. <gasps> oh my <laughs> God. And they found out she was pregnant? Yeah. When she gave birth. Whole, I'm getting chills. I All I know is like the headline that I saw Jemmy post and she like put something up on Twitter that was like, can you even fucking believe this? Sorry, Linda. She probably didn't say sorry, Linda in her tweet, <laughs> but I'm just adding that. Um, but I don't even know the story. I just oh, saw the headline. I'm like, I can't even get into that. God. I can't even open up that that can of worms. Please tell me everything. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. Such terrified. She was in the vegetative state, you know, totally lights out for 14 years. And she is now oh, my 29. So she's been in the state since she was 15. And it was uh, like a swimming, ju- drowning type of situation uh, that, <sighs> that put her in that state. And um, she... She was in her room and started moaning and the staff came in and was like, what's the matter with her? And then realized she was giving birth. They didn't notice her. No. How did their, how? Sarah. How do you not notice? Right? Her stomach is growing. Well, like, that's what makes me wonder, like, not only about apparently, obviously she was raped, but obviously, so they're, they're not taking care of her in that way, but obviously they're not giving her great care anyway. If you don't notice right. that she's fucking pregnant, I'm pretty sure if you have somebody in a vegetative state and your job is to take care of them, you should be looking at vital signs and all those kind of things, you know, well, hello, regularly you'd hear two heartbeats. Yes. A whole bunch of stuff. All the <clears throat> levels of everything in your body changes. Like. I mean, they should, yeah, that is so true because like your cholesterol changes, everything changes. Yep. You're Using so your right. Your body temperature. Yeah. Your heartbeat, everything changes. So she starts you would moaning. Notice all that. They come in and eventually realize she's delivering a baby and they, you know, take the baby and then now they're doing DNA testing and they're testing all of the male uh, staff to see who did it. Um, this is straight out of law and order SVO. Oh yeah. I mean, and this is like this, there was a, uh, uh, episode where this happened. What did you just say? There was an, an episode, episode of law and order SVU where this happened, where somebody who was like a hospital worker was raping the patients who were 
Well, it's in not. States. It's not uncommon for this to happen amongst the elderly, people with dementia, because they can't report, and no, yeah. you know, think everyone thinks they're crazy, which is absolutely tragic. But they can't get pregnant, and this woman is young enough where she could get pregnant, and for some reason they know that she had been repeatedly raped. I don't know how they know that. Um, well, I would imagine trauma to the vaginal area, oh. pelvic trauma. That you could see it, that you can see rips and tears when it's not consensual. Right. right. And when she's not able, like, oh, yep, they definitely, definitely saw that. Could you? No. you even? I can't. I can't quit thinking about it. I can't with that. The family is going to take care of this baby, but, um, you know, and I can't imagine what they must feel knowing not only that their daughter was raped, but they're going to have to raise the baby of the rapist. It's just you know, beyond. They need a lot of therapy, and you got to put a real positive spin on that. Where you got to do like a, a whole life yeah, mental of jumping a pencil jacks. in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like you got to say, "This is, you know, we in a way lost our daughter that day, but we now have this life, and we are going to let her live on through." whatever and make sure that it's i mean you got to you what else can you do well i mean they you did put just... out a statement and they said they're not emotionally ready to discuss but they wanted people to know that this child would have a loving home and i really would mm-hmm. commend them because can you yeah. i cannot even imagine how much rage no. i would have no i'd be so oh my god well i'd sue the fuck out of that house. yeah they're doomed but I mean, doomed, put them under. And you know what? Rightfully so. Because if you're not, there's who, there's, everybody is in trouble. I'm mad at everybody across the board. I'm the hospital, the employees, the people who uh, are the, you know, managers of those employees who should be doing that, who should be checking up, anybody who's security there, the whole thing. But how, tell me this, why is it the case, do you think that they don't have security cameras that's what I was. That's why I'm saying I'm mad at everybody. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but I don't think most of them do, and I don't know if it's like a privacy HIPAA thing or what. But they have oh them in God, hospitals, right? Yeah, but at least you I, maybe there's laws like HIPAA laws about not having it in the room. Well, yeah, but you could watch. But you who can goes have it in. right outside the door. Yeah, yeah, and I would just keep all those videos and say, especially when you're dealing with people who are in vegetative states and can't. They are. A population that does get taken advantage of, I would imagine. Oh, my God. But, but okay, I just, Ugh, look, gross. you guys know that I talk to a lot of sociopaths for my research. Yeah. A lot of it, like, I get. Like, I get how you could murder somebody, like, if you get mad enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't get how you could do this. I don't either. It's, it's, ugh. It's beyond... But yeah. one thing it's that I've really, really been thinking person. about a lot is how, like we mentioned the other on another episode, like how weak the human mind is and how we like to imagine that who we are is who we are. And like, we're, we like, I am a nice person and I would never mm-hmm. do such and such. Well, I don't think that that's true of anybody. Like, I think we're all vulnerable to these terrible things that we think we're not vulnerable to. Mm, really? Like, I don't want to believe that, but I'm thinking that that ha- the more I study these people that make these choices, the more I think, wow, we're all like two bad decisions away from like just ruining our lives. <sighs> Tell me if you disagree. The, I do as, with the violence. With the violence. Like, like, I do, I do think that like... I don't know. Oh, that's a really tough one. You know, like I've, because when I, I just have such immense guilt, even after I kill a bug (laughs) that I'm like, "Mm, right. Maybe it's just me. I'm like a total psychopath. Well, it's just that when I watch the interviews of the people that I write to, I see these Mm -hmm. interviews that they've done. Many of them real, I can relate to. I see something in them that I'm like, wow, they're human just like me or they, you know, And so I'm not far away from mm-hmm. where they, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think about it, you know, same as kind of, we were talking about the temper tantrums and if you strip somebody down of all of their like emotional defenses and there, you put them in a very, 
you know, a lot of times, I think when people react like that, they really feel like it. they're backed into a corner. It's like, you know, yeah. a caged animal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they just flip out. If you have tools and if you have resources and if you yes, have exactly. all those things at your disposal and you've mm, set those up, whatever they may be, it could be relationships, it could be, you know, who knows, whatever it is, yeah. that, that those are the things that you can kind of turn to. And the unfortunate thing is sometimes they're maladaptive coping mechanisms that we've developed from when we were younger to survive and it worked when we were younger, but it doesn't work as much when we're older. Yeah. So it's like whatever was developed, modeled for us, and then we developed as coping mechanisms when we were younger. So if you look at a child who, you know, grew up and was, you know, physically abused, then I do see that. Like that there is, they, I can see that because it's like been modeled and when they're backed into a corner, their survival, um, uh, like, uh, response is one of like f- fighting back with violence. Yeah. And then there are uh, people who, you know, choose drugs and alcohol. There are people who choose hurting themselves, like whatever it is that they're, whatever that coping mechanism is, gets kind of like locked in there. And I don't think somebody who had healthy ones, like, you know, Oh, when I'm really mad, I go for a run. You know, I don't think that person then is one day going to like, you know, shoot up their, place of employment yeah yeah it's a it's a fascinating thing and i think about it a lot and i do go back and forth but i like having the conversation yeah um one and it's one of those when like thoughts becomes obsessions then so it's like whatever you you what you feed is what will maintain and, and and grow you know so if you if you get that thought that thought gets planted in your mind and then you keep feeding that thought and then that becomes an obsession. Then that obsession takes over and it becomes like your only way of thinking and that, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, one thing I'm obsessed with is the ring security camera and floodlight. That, That's a way to stay safe. <laughs> yeah, and protect yourself from violence. Um, like, so I cannot wait to talk about this story about the doorbell liquor, but... What? Wait, well, oh wait, my God. Wait. Okay. But <sighs> if, I'm so excited about these devices because not only do they protect you and you can see who's at your door and you can see activity that's going on outside of your house or who delivers a package or steals a package, but they also provide hilarious footage in the form of doorbell liquors, as I will talk about in a minute. Um, but basically ring helps you stay connected to your home anywhere in the world. So if there's a package delivery or a surprise visitor, you get an alert and you're able to see, hear, and speak to them from your phone, which is so cool. We have one out, um, side of our house and we can communicate with people without having to go to the door if we're out or if we're in and we can't make it. And as a listener, you have a special offer for a ring starter kit available right now. You guys have to get this. With a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight cam, the starter kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com slash braincandy. That's ring.com slash braincandy. Let me tell you about the doorbell liquor. Oh, my God. This is insane. Sarah. Yes. There is this guy who (laughs) went up to these strangers house not only did he lick their doorbell but he did it for three hours what just sat there licking the doorbell okay what is that what is that about <laughs> tell me what what is that and like at first that- i was like well it's a fetish but like you'd finish before three hours no. yeah mm, well right oh my gosh Wait, okay. And obviously what they got the footage, so there's just like his face licking the doorbell on this camera. So have you seen any like video of this? Like you've seen it, right? Does he look? I didn't watch a video. A, a... I just saw a still of it. Okay. What does he look like? Is He's he look, like a white guy like with a maybe? mustache, like skinny, like maybe 30 years old or something. Okay. Sort of a regular that... white guy. Hmm. What? <laughs> I'm trying to even think about what in the world. This, oh my god! I just looked at the picture of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
this th- okay okay what do you got what if it, it i mean my first instinct is to say this is like drug induced. okay yeah that there's something that he took okay that has made because now looking at the picture uh-huh. he kind of looks a little messed up oh yeah he looks <laughs> fucked up okay he's on something what would make sure. you do that the really creepy part is that he stares at the at the do- at the camera, camera. The whole time, like yeah. as he's licking it, like, oh my god, oh my god, what I'm like. I super love how into this, this you are, because it like I can't imagine what that would be. What that that I mean, I'm like the, my instinct is to say that that there's some sort of substance in his body that is making. I mean, weird. People are doing – remember when we talked about the um, people who were, like, smoking or ingesting um, uh, embalming fluid? Yes. And, like, who knows what the hell people are doing and what's out there. And, like, there was all that bath salt stuff that made people yeah. go crazy. Yeah. Like, I feel like this may – the fact that he was there for three hours says that the, it kind of puts it into, like, a mm, – I I don't know. It's weird. Like some sort of. So you don't think it's a like sexual thing? No. Interesting. Because I feel like if it were sexual, then he would like simultaneously be masturbating or something. Right. But I didn't watch the video. I guess they would have mentioned that in the yeah article. But yeah. um, the, it look it. Ooh. The parents weren't home. The kids were inside asleep. I don't know how old they are, <gasps> but I mean, can you imagine? No. I said that to Adam because oh. we have the ring, you know, security camera. And I said, what would you do if you saw somebody doing that? And he's like, well, I'd call the cops. And I'm like, wait, but like, that's terrifying. Even though he didn't have a weapon, didn't do anything. Yeah. To me, that's so freaky. Yeah. It's, it's an odd invasion of privacy and like violation of. Absolutely. A bunch of stuff. <laughs> a bunch of like stuff. Like everything. <laughs> I mean, I thought for sure you would have heard about this because you always like seem to know these weird crimes people no, do. No, I mean, I didn't know about this one. This one is... I, do you I've think been, like, this is weirder or the pooper intendant and the mad pooper? This is weirder. Yeah. Why? Because that one, that one had, there's a, a, like a revenge thing in there. There's like a... <sighs> There's an intention. Like, he was mad about something. The pooper intendant. But what about the mad pooper who just poops in people's oh. yard? Again, I think it's IBS. <laughs> I'm sticking with that. <laughs> so stupid. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, like, hey, yeah. I've been there. So the, the I, thing I've had the- with the poop is that they have to poop anyway, whereas you don't normally lick a doorbell. Correct. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Yeah. So, wow, we really unpacked that one. Sure did. Um, so speaking of giving people a taste of their own medicine or like revenge and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. I found this whole article on whether giving somebody a taste of their own medicine is effective or not. Oh, what do you think? Let's see. Giving someone a taste. So like somebody wrong. So what, it, first of all, what, what that whole, um, where that, uh, what do they call it? Idiom. Okay. Where that expression comes from yeah. is from an Aesop fable story about a man who's coming to a village and he sells, he's selling this like, you know, snake oil, magical cure all miracle drug. And everybody's like, Oh my God, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'll take it. And he sells, you know, sells out of it and tricks everybody in the village. Well, then he gets sick himself. And so they're like, I know we'll cure him with his medicine. And so they give him the medicine. And of course it doesn't work. And so it's like, you, it's like a taste of your own medicine, mm. and that's kind of where that came from, which I thought was kind of a cool story. Well, I'll tell you what is a good taste of medicine is um, <laughs> ritual vitamins. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. I just had to interrupt to tell this because it was like the perfect segue, and you know how I love those. Yeah. Um, yes. Here's a good idea for a New Year's resolution, which is to get healthier but do it like super easy and tasty way, which is ritual vitamins. Because 80% of us are going to fail at our resolution, so we might as well do something that's, like, easy to do. Um, And we're not getting the vitamins we need, and that's why Ritual is so cool, because it fills in those gaps that you're missing from your diet. 
and they basically reimagined the multivitamin. So they're just giving you those essential vitamins for women that we all need and want, but with a minty flavor and no fishy aftertaste. And it doesn't make you nauseous, which a lot of them do for me, which is why I never took them until now. Mm-hmm. And it's delivered mm-hmm. straight to your door. It gives you an email when it's about to be sent. If you want to snooze it or you know change the date or whatever, you can do that. It's super easy. And better health doesn't happen overnight. So start your year with Essential for Women, a small step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash brain candy. And um, they also have a prenatal now. And oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I love it too. So give that a try. I mean, I've never been more consistent in taking Me anything. Too. Like, I take it every day. I, I know. I never have done that. And then I have one pill that I have that tastes awful. So I take it with that yes. and then I don't taste it. Oh, I love it's that. Like That's perfect. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, ugh, that's mucinex for the record. Oh, okay. I hate that shit. That tastes terrible. And now, uh, But not with my ritual vitamins. And now we'll go back to talking about revenge. Okay. And there's a whole bunch. But then there's also, of course, a whole bunch of writing. Um, you know, like Confucius says something about like if you're going to like start digging two graves, if you're going to like enact revenge on somebody and one of the graves is your own or like yeah. an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind or things like that. But what do you think about about that whole... <sighs> Not I would necessarily have thought, revenge, I would but have like, thought that that would teach them a lesson. That Well, you know, and one thing that there was a researcher, well, let me see, a Swedish psychologist, I think it was, who said that uh, it was a really good quote. It was something along the lines of like when you give somebody a taste of their own medicine, you usually administer a stronger and larger dose. Oh, that's bullshit. Which I was like, ooh, that makes that's sense. Good. Right. Yep. When your motive isn't like tit for tat, but it's to teach them something that you think is essential for them to grasp, then it's better to be more assertive with them. And you can teach them these lessons and like make it more obvious about how you got hurt and sometimes showing them. And it's easy if it's something really simple. Like one of the examples that they give is a person who's consistently late. So if you have somebody who's always late but then doesn't even understand, like, why that's a problem, that you can return the favor by being late to something for them. And if they get upset about it, then you can use this as a way to kind of be like, you know, oh, it seems like you uh, don't like it when somebody's late. You know, I felt the same when you did this. And that's, like, a fair one because there's a lesson in there. But they also say in this article that be prepared that if you try to give them the same back – and they don't think it's a big deal, then you just can expect that you're going to get that behavior from them forever. Yeah, I've noticed that. And then you can kind of look at like... Late people never care when other people are late. They don't. Right. So why on earth would they care when they're late, you know? (laughs) Yeah. They're just practicing the golden rule. Totally, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then they also give the example like if you, like people who... um, you know, if they've left you alone when you've been really hurt before, even though they've told you, like, you've told them, like, I really need you, then try not being there for them if they need you. And there's a great quote that they had in there that said, if your absence doesn't affect them, your presence never mattered. Wow. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's, that's a, real a good drink. one. That is so right? sad. I know. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, man, you know, that is true. Like, if you're gone and it doesn't matter to them, then you being there really never matters. Ah, that sucks. I know. But then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm always so sad if, if uh, you know, when, when people are not there. So well, clearly yeah. the people in my life, their presence did really matter. Well, I just was talking to you about my friend who ghosted me. And, like, that mm-hmm. is so true of her, her clearly. Like, That's what I was thinking about as I read this article. There's no void there for her for whatever reason, whether, you know, she didn't think I was a good friend or just, you know, whatever. You never know what it is. It's kind (sighs) of like that book, you know, he's just not that into you. It's it's not even about you necessarily. It's totally not. You have no idea what's in their head. Yeah. But it's hard pill to swallow. Yep. And the last, like the real important takeaway is from like the whole article is that it's a lot smarter to find ways to reconcile within yourself the emotional or you know material disturbances they you know did to you than it is to try to you know enact revenge yeah 
And the best thing to do is to tactfully set limits and boundaries on their behaviors so that, you know, you can point it out when it gets worse and then you can say this isn't something I want and, you know, kind of make it more teachable than it is like an eye for an eye. Hmm. All right. Well, that's actually really good advice. Yeah. Like make sure that if you're going to do it, it's with the intention of like, is this a teachable lesson? Because if it's not, it's only going to lead to more frustration. And it's kind of like that, that tantrum thing where you're only like re, um, like re-victimizing yourself. So you're like, man, they didn't react how I wanted. And now you've like gone to all this energy to try to do something to like, you know, just be prepared for the backlash, I guess. But I thought it was an interesting article, and I'll put it in the newsletter because it's a good one. It's a good read. Yes, you can sign up for our newsletter at thebraincandypodcast.com. And we we send like one a week, and we don't spam you or anything. It's just like the links from the episodes. Um, you know, pictures of people licking doorbells and exciting <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I have a funny story actually about um, uh, 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 we, we were talking the other day about wiki feet, you know? Yes. Uh, speaking of like kinky stuff and, uh, that, you know, the new Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh boy, do I. She's fantastic, but they, the best, her enemies, you know, are always trying to pile on her and they made this fake nude picture of her. Mm -hmm. And I just read this this morning. Did you see how it was undone? The reason they found out it wasn't her. No. The people, Wasn't it something to do with Anthony Weiner's No. The way that they something? found out it was not her. Well, yes. The woman that it actually is was doing sexting stuff with Anthony Weiner. But the way that they found out it wasn't her was that the people at WikiFeet realized that oh they were... my God! They weren't her yes. feeds! Oh, my God. This is amazing. And, like, apparently I got some insight because, you know, how we were like, who runs this account? Oh my God, well, there's I love like this. A I'm whole... getting chills. <laughs> there's a whole co- like group, a collective of people who curate uh-huh. <laughs> the images for WikiFeet, which is a foot fetish website. And Sarah and I are both featured prominently on WikiFeet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, she, they know all the technical terms for like the various oh ways God. that feet can have like defects and weirdnesses. They'll be like, well, she doesn't have fasciitis, plantitis or whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> oh my God. And that's how they realized this is a, not Alexandria because they compared it with a picture of her in sandals. This is amazing. Hilarious. I, I love every part of this story. <laughs> Like they're doing God's work, the way he feels. Really, people. and I could just imagine, like you know, like you know, you like you have like the room full of. In my mind, how I see this is like like the room full of like nerdy scientists, and you know, with <laughs> when it's like anything else that they're discovering, or, or you know, one person has information. He's like the guy with the glasses, and he steps up and he pushes them from the bridge of his nose. <laughs> he's like, uh, actually, uh, the facts say da da da, and it's usually about something like you know, turtles or whales or environmental <laughs> stuff. And this guy's the foot guy who's like, oh, uh, <laughs> actually, that's not her foot because it doesn't have an arch on the third blah 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 blah, and the fifth metatarsal <laughs> isn't. Da-da. And it's like yes. this guy. It's like his moment to shine where he's like, yes, <laughs> finally, finally, I get to use my powers for good. Right. I love it. Oh, I love it. And I just was like fascinated by this community of people who are so passionate about feet that they can actually identify. It's like a foot lineup. Like they, you know, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> it's harmless. Yeah. Totally harmless. I Go mean, ahead. the only th- objection that. that really I have is that. A lot of the pictures they put up of me from my Instagram include my son because we swim together in our oh, pool. And that's, yeah, weird. that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But do you think that there are people that just really love feet and it's not sexual? Yeah. Mm, it's hard for me to think that it's not sexual. <laughs> that's a stretch. Only because like I heard and I have absolutely zero like articles or re- or scientific right. like journals to back this up. Right. This is just something that Sarah heard on the street. Um but there, that the area of your brain where like sexual impulses and, and sexual drive and fantasy and all that stuff comes from, it happens to be located very close to the like center for like your feet, like the nervous oh. center or like where that, I don't know, the yes. hub for that information is. Mm-hmm. And that because of their, their 
close range or their their proximity where they are yeah proximity that is the exact word i was looking for because of their proximity they that those that firing often gets mixed up and those wires kind of get crossed and that's why that is like the most popular one of the most popular fetishes right we i I mean we've had theories about this like i think i told you how somebody that i know has uh, a foot fetish and the wife was like you know it's like having like five little vaginas on you know but i was like wait they're more like wieners than vaginas <laughs> unless you're going like in between each right, one right. and like that feels really good because i do like a, a some toe action yeah 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 i get that i'm into it yeah i, mean, I just don't clean, get the fixation but... and i don't want to do it to somebody let me make that very clear this isn't something i'm going to do to anybody this is getting done to me uh like what do you want done to oh with the penis on your toes no, like you can just lick them or suck them or oh, do something like gotcha, that. Oh, gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I don't want any like, you don't need, no, that's weird. So That seems pointless. And you're, <laughs> and you're not going to put your feet into, no, or I'm sorry, his feet. Not. Okay, okay, got it. No. what? <laughs> <laughs> that really grosses me out. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. Right. To each their own. Hey, you can put it wherever you want, whatever you want to do, as long as it's consensual, people. What doesn't gross me out is really beautiful, clean, lovely luxury sheets from hey, Brooklinen. If you're going to be getting down with some toe action, it's nice to do it on some fancy sheets. <laughs> toe action. Make it a real luxurious experience all around. Brooklinen is amazing and it's a new year why not get some new sheets you spend a third of your life in them or more if you're like anyone on the challenge and so (laughs) it's like new year new you new sheets is what i'm saying um these are like five star hotel sheets but they've cut out the middleman so they aren't as expensive they're affordable and they were voted best of online bedding category by good housekeeping so don't just take my word for it and they work with the manufacturers to pass on the savings to you. And, like, I just feel like they keep getting better the more I wash them, which never happens, and the colors don't fade. Plus, you can mix mm-hmm. and match them. They don't come all as sets. You can buy them individually, so you can have funky patterns with each other, which is cool. And, by the way, they make robes now, which I didn't know. I Ooh, need lovely. to get... I, I love a robe. I love a robe! Yes. Our Brooklyn and sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets we've ever slept on, and it's your time for an upgrade. Brooklyn.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BRAIN at Brooklyn.com. Brooklyn is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BRAIN at Brooklyn.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BRAIN. Brooklyn are the best sheets ever. Mm-hmm. Toe action. I keep thinking about that. Um, what else? I have so many things to talk to you about. Oh, you know what I have to say real quick? That Well, I mean, maybe not real quick. But yeah. remember when we were talking about Ninja Stars and Nunchucks the other day? <laughs> yeah. How could I forget? How can you forget? Well, I didn't want to just dive in and steal your story right there. But I have an insane story about Ninja Stars. Wait, did you have it at the time and like held yes. back? What? Because I was like, Susie's going to think that I'm making this up because I really do have a story for everything. Let's hear it. Okay. So I have a good friend who's a firefighter who works in Las Vegas. And he works for the station that like, serves the Las Vegas Strip. And he got a call once that said traumatic eye injury or traumatic facial injury or something like that and had no idea what it was. Right. So he gets to the scene. And what had happened was... Uh, a Cirque du Soleil performer yeah. was done with their show and partying and went to was in his hotel room and what, did a bunch of drugs. I don't know what he did, but he did drugs and thought it would be a good idea to sharpen his ninja stars while he was all hopped up on whatever he was what? hopped up on. And so he was using an electric like rotor, like sander, like an electric metal file to sharpen his ninja stars. It slipped and the electric <gasps> like rotor went straight into his eyeball. <laughs> Gone. You're a Cirque du Soleil performer. Your career done. Oh. You just ruined. You're just, everything's done. Your whole no. everything. Start over. Start from scratch. <laughs> 
that's it. So to speak. With an eye patch. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. My friend said it was one of the most gr- gruesome, disgusting things he had ever seen. Was the guy awake at the, uh, like? Yeah, <gasps> totally. Because he was all hopped up on drugs, too. So he was freaking out. Oh, and my God. had a, 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 like, metal, like a sander, rotary sander, whatever you call Like, one of those little, t- those little yes. things in his eyeball. <gasps> I don't even know how that accident happens, but oh. holy shit. Whoa, that is yeah. terrible. Wait. So you're I telling love me firefighter stories. They, <laughs> you always have good ones. This person was. Did you say sharpening it? Yes. What? So there are like these little, like electric. Um, they're like sanders yeah. that spin. Yeah. And they have a, a end that sh- will start. So he was like going around the edges of his. I who knows. How I mean, how and, often do you need to be using a ninja star for it to need to be sharpened? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. That was like, he's like, I know what to do. I'll start from my ninja stars right now. You know? I mean. Clearly a, it, an upper. And so on. this guy is survived. Yes. Oh, God. But his eye did not. He's eyeless. He is. Oh, yeah. Or well, just blind. One, one eye. <laughs> right. He's Cyclops. Yeah, oh, my God. That is yeah. terrifying. So I like, as soon as we finished that episode, I was like. Yeah. To my Apple Watch. Hey Siri, set a reminder <laughs> to tell Ninja Star story you know, in approximately one week. The, just, no, not not now, Siri. <laughs> shush, shush. I was using that as an example. Just you bringing up like firefighter stories. I had I was reading an article in the New York Times this week about a guy who did not evacuate from the Paradise, um, California oh, fires, no. and he survived. But whoa, um, the article was really moving because he was so grateful to the people that went door to door to check for anybody that had died or whatever. And like they would give him food and water. And it actually made me tear up because when you hear about people who, even like during this government shutdown, the people that keep doing their job, even though they're not getting paid, it really like warms my heart yeah, and makes me emotional because those people like you you talked about the the firefighters that battled those fires in California and just mm-hmm. how hard they work and how mm-hmm. you know they're risking their life and you know I know it's their job and everything but it's just amazing. Oh yeah, it really is. Anybody who's willing to you know do any of that kind of stuff and sacrifice like that. I know a lot of them really enjoy it, which is so great that you could enjoy something that's so scary and help people. But like the, the article was really fascinating because first of all, the, like just thinking about the guy that stayed, he was told to evacuate and then he stayed because he had a bunch of pets and he didn't, he knew he couldn't get them all out and he didn't have a car that was working and so what's crazy is everything was burnt to the ground around him and oh. his house did not get any fire at all. Oh my God. What is that? Well, he said that he used his hose and he sprayed his roof so that it was wet. And then oh, anytime good. he saw like a burning ember in his yard, he would just step on it. And it mm-hmm. really made me wonder. <laughs> yeah. Like... Is there a way that you could actually protect your house? I mean, it seems really stupid because people died that stayed. So he's lucky. I think lucky. It, it, yeah, you couldn't, it's not, oh, he's very lucky. It's not, in my mind, not worth taking the risk. But it's the the, the problem and why it was so scary with, especially with that fire, was that the, uh, and this is usually with any big fire that takes off, is that the, the, uh, uh, wind is blowing in the same direction that the fire is traveling. So the Ugh. first thing that happens is the wind blows the embers <clears throat> forward. And so the embers uh, basically lay, they begin kindle. the, yes, yeah. they start the process. And then when the fire comes along, it, it just is already at that point yeah. of, um, you know, like combustion, like where it's just going to all catch and, and, you know, catch on fire. And it's, it's, so unstoppable and the rate the speed at which that fire moves is i mean it's like 
so, isn't it like a football field in in a matter of like minutes or seconds? Yeah, and it's it's I think seconds too, and it is it would be too difficult to you know stop that if you had you know he's stomping out his embers, but like you know one over there, and it's like that whack a mole thing. Yeah, I, I mean he acknowledges that he, he got so lucky. lucky. Um, but I also think him being there and being able to stop things before they started was probably yeah. helpful. Yeah, um, of course. But it, the article said this just really goes to show the unpredictable nature of both fire and the people. <laughs> like the fact yes. that he stayed and then also yeah. that the fire can't be predicted and you never know what's yeah. going to happen. But it oh, was really fascinating. So it is. Yeah. And God bless all those people that went door to door and helped the survivors and, you know, find the bodies and things like that. Oh, and all the animals that, so did you ever see that one video? It was from a California fire. I want to say like last year of the guy who ran into the fire to save the bunny. No, no. Oh yes, 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 yes. It's the sweetest. And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? And he's like jumping up and down and just like runs in. Oh, it, that would, that like touched my heart. Yeah. Like you could just see this guy was like panicking for that little bunny. But like, don't you think it's stupid? No. Oh, risking your life for I, a bunny, though. Come on. Well, I don't think he, you know. I think what he knew that he could like get in and get out. Like, yeah. You know, I I think like it's like the oh my god, oh my god, do, you know, do I do it? And he just like went for it at the right time. That's just, what my husband I, would do for sure. That's I would do the same thing. Yeah. Well, you guys are the same. <sighs> we all know that. That is true. Yes. That is true. <laughs> yeah. And you and Landon would be like, "Fuck it, we're at <laughs> yeah, here." Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Save yourselves. Well, there are more rabbits. They 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 breed like rabbits. So <laughs> we're fine. Um, I don't have a segue about breeding into stamps.com, but <laughs> I will I will say that stamps.com is amazing and breeding is as well. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> if, your link. if you want a New Year's resolution you can actually keep, then I would stay say stop going to the post office to send letters and packages when you don't have to. Save time and money. By using stamps.com instead, that's what we do. We ship all of our uh, pins and things like that with stamps.com, which means we just print out the postage right here from our studio, and then I put it in the mailbox. The mail carrier takes it. It's fast, convenient, saves me money on the postage rates. This is what I used to think when they first came out with stamps.com. I was like, I don't know. That probably it can't be worth it. What's the? I don't get it. And then once I tried it, I was like, Oh my god! I cannot mm-hmm. believe I haven't been doing this. And it's there's no equipment to lease or anything, and no long term commitments. We use Stamps.com because it's so easy and it saves us. And right now, you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four week trial plus postage and a digital scale. So start the new year off right. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in brain candy. That's stamps.com and enter brain candy. Um, I wanted to say though, that on the subject of like animals and saving them versus, you know, killing them, there was, excuse me, there was a great op-ed in the New York times that was, I think the title was, is there a humane way to, to free a mouse or to catch a mouse? Mm. And like, Mm -hmm. let's say you had a mouse in your house. And <laughs> I know it's funny every time. Um, and you you wanted to get rid of it. What would your technique be? Well, I hear the most humane way is just the trap that snaps them in half. Right. That's what we had talked about that recently about the invention yeah. of the mousetrap. Yeah. I heard that from you. Yeah. yeah. Because it's you like know, instant. So, but I ain't dealing with that shit afterwards. Oh, hell no. <laughs> that shit. No, I'm not. T- no, no, no. Because I, it, that image, I, I can picture it right now. Will live on in my mind forever. And I could not see that. It would break my heart. It's a, it's a surprise. I'm not a vegetarian, really. Yeah. Because this is like misery to me, even thinking about a poor little mouse dying. So I have I had a mouse in my house. That is like my favorite thing to say. By the way. <laughs> it's like the cutest. I don't know why. That's just a cute rhyming word. Um. Oh gosh, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had mice. God, knock on wood. Yeah, right. You just had those little. That's bugs. like the last thing you want. Well, but the person that wrote the article had moved into a house, and there was a smell. And she went under her sink and found one of those glue traps 
where, yeah. you know, the mouse oh. is alive and then steps on it and then basically no. can't move. No, <laughs> yes. no, no. And no. she was like, well, that is terrible. Like they, even on the packaging, it says like, this is not humane. That mouse will be caught alive and then we'll just sit there and die. <laughs> and then she thought, well, wonder what, what, what is humane? Like, okay, the trap is instantaneous, but you're breaking their neck or the, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then there's the poison, which they eat Ugh. and then take back to their little nest and die. Mm-hmm. And then there's these ones where you catch them and then you can release them. But mm-hmm. like the cashier at the hardware store was like, well, your house is their house. So if you take them yes. somewhere else, you're like taking them from your their home. So is that humane? Well, uh, I mean... I- <laughs> I think they can relocate. They're not like attached <laughs> to the to the neighborhood. Well, and they usually come back though. So you have, they tell you to take them at That's least the three thing miles that I would worry away. About. Yeah. That's the thing I would. It's the it's the returning. I, what I went like what I thought you were saying by your house is their house is that you know the same way you come home they're going to come home. Well, they will. Like if you don't go far enough away, they just come right back. Oh God. You know you might as well just put out some cheese and call them a roommate. <laughs> Well, yeah, but their poop is the problem, really. Of course. They're, everything's the problem. And there's when you see one, there's like a million. Yeah. And I, I heard from someone – where did I read this? <clears throat> I, I don't know where I heard this. But that if you ever see a mouse that's like running circles around a room or doing like that really darty yeah. um, kind of like skittish behavior, that mice don't do that. Naturally, like mice don't run into the middle of a room or like – that when you see a mouse who has that, they have a disease that they caught from a cat. There's like some, what is it? It's like a brain abnormality that is the same thing that, oh that my God. women get when they're pregnant. Yeah, you know the you crazy can't... cat lady thing. Yes, it's the parasite thing. Yes. That's what the, that's, mice who have that are, are are that yes mice who do that have that and so what it's like dementia but for mice yeah <gasps> it's like a parasite on the brain or something or there's something like that happens and it's the same reason why women can't pregnant women can't go yes near cat, cat litter poop. cat litter yeah yeah is Isn't it the pee that is the problem or the litter it's the pee the, right i think it's the oh no i thought it was the it's feces. the litter oh it's the pee, it's the poop yeah okay 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 Oh. I think. I mean, what the heck do I know? I don't know. All I know is like they say, stay away from the litter box, which would mean that it's the, you know. I think that, I don't know, actually. you know how we always talk about doing a, a spinoff of like shit we got wrong? Yeah. I want to do, be I one. like, we should call, <laughs> this will be episode one. No, I want to call it, what the heck do I know? What do I know? Yeah. What the heck do I know? I mean, what do I know? Because that's what we Nothing. always say. Like we just make these grand statements and then say, we'd have no idea. Yeah, right. We're like, well, but I have no facts to back this up or whatever. When I was at the meetup and I uh, was talking to the, the emergency room doctor lady that was there, I was just like, she's like, I love when you guys talk about medical stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I am horrified just thinking <laughs> that she heard us talk about medicine. Oh, that's funny. Because like, what yeah, do we you know, know? What do we know? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, don't even take my advice on, on like... You know, psychological, like barely. I mean, I I'm, I still haven't graduated. Barely. I'm not licensed. Let's let me put that out there. Well, that's why on Cheers, Frazier is my favorite because he's a brilliant psychiatrist, but like always on the edge of madness. Yeah, and well, I mean, that that's is like where they live, and that's kind of what I was getting at about like the evil sociopath thing is that like we're all on the edge of madness in a way. Like oh, life well, is so yeah. hard. Yeah, that. Yeah. You you think like I would never do such and such, but like you don't know because mm-hmm. you don't have the same circumstances as that person. That's all I'm saying about right. that. Yes. Okay. That's a really good way to put it. That you don't have the same circumstances, and yeah. if the circumstances were the same and the resources were the same or or lacking, then yeah, maybe. Well, because we like to frame it as like you know you're somehow morally superior to this other person, but right. the context is different. You know, they, a lot of them have been abused, these people that do terrible things yeah. and all have had trauma and some people deal with trauma better than others and blah, 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 blah. What am I? I I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah. 
we get it, Suze. It's all true. Um, and I agree. But before we go, um, I wanted to tell people to leave us a five-star review. Yes. And stay away from Ninja Stars and sharpening equipment. <laughs> yes. And oh, yeah, what else? And if you catch a mouse, just take it three miles away. And mm-hmm. if you take a picture of your feet, make sure that you put it on WikiFeet. Yep. So then nobody confuses your feet with somebody else's fake naked photo. I thought it was funny when uh, people kept posting about the doorbell liquor and were saying like, and he, you know, area man still can't find the clit and how oh. <laughs> like, even after three hours. Oh my God. That is so funny. Like, it's just so true that you just, uh, when you look at the picture of him doing that, you just, that's why I kept saying, are you sure this isn't sexual? Because it just obviously rings. Oh my God. It's that so way. funny. What? That is, and you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is that he just looked in and was like, mine. <laughs> Gross. Kindergarten rules. <laughs> well, the family said like, they're actually really been good sports about it. And they're like, well, you know, but they haven't caught the guy and they have his picture and everything. But anyway, they were like, yeah, we did clean off our doorbell. I should hope so. I, uh, yeah. I get or just a put new up a one. sign that says most delicious doorbell in the state. <laughs> First five minutes free. Anything after that, $5 an hour or whatever. So eventually they're going to catch him. I want to know, because you're so good at predicting things. What do you predict is the, like you said drugs, but like, how do you think he chose their home? Just, Uh, he was there. I think that, yes, I think it was a matter of, um, again, proximity Mm -hmm. and opportunity and that he probably like... I, maybe their house is near a park where he mm. bought the drugs, did the drugs, and then went around and did that. Yeah. Okay. Because you're always right. We're going to find out this is all. Ooh, I can't wait. Ooh, <laughs> let's see if she's right. Uh, all right. Till next time, everybody. Bye.